jffradio.org. Excuse me, I'm getting cold, I think. Um, oh, no. no. Well, you know, it was, it was really chilly this morning when I woke up uh, and c- came in for ballads well, and banjos. And the, now it's getting warm, and so I think my yeah, body's just the, reacting the, to that. It's the change of seasons. sneezing a little. Yes, okay. but uh, good. 845-482-4141. Don't worry about me. Worry about this challenge. Yes. $250. Don't worry about Don't him. worry about me. <laughs> $250. You can do it uh, to meet the goal of our challenge issued by Francis and Gerhardt in Brooklyn. Uh, we don't get that unless we make that right now. So listeners like you are the main source of support for us, and we need to hear from you now. 845-482-4141. Online, wjffradio.org. We've got Rosie uh, and Farm and Country on deck next. Val, thanks for joining me in the studio today. Appreciate okay. it. Thanks for that great interview and preview of what's going on at the Catskill Art Space today. And for your support as well of public radio for the Catskills in Northeast Pennsylvania. Uh, we've got uh, Rosie Farm and Country next, and we still need to hear from you for this $250 we need to make up for this challenge. Donate now. Here's the news from NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Nora Rahm. Residents of numerous Ukrainian cities woke up to explosions today as Russia continues its assault on the country's energy infrastructure. NPR's Nathan Rott reports. All of Ukraine was under an air raid warning to start the day, and officials reported explosions in a number of western regions, including Rivne and Lutsk, in the south, in the Odessa region, and near the capital, Kiev. Russia has repeatedly targeted civilian energy and heating infrastructure over the last two weeks in an attempt, Ukrainian officials say, to leave millions of people without power and heat as winter approaches. Power outages have been reported in some cities, and energy analysts have been telling us it will be difficult for Ukraine to rebuild infrastructure at the rate it's being hit. Nathan Rapp, NPR News, Krivi Re, Ukraine. The Russian-installed authorities in the Ukrainian city of Kherson are urging residents to leave immediately ahead of an expected advance by Ukrainian forces. The city has been under Russian occupation since shortly after the invasion in February. Former British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has cut short a Caribbean vacation, apparently to enter the leadership contest triggered by the resignation of Liz Truss on Thursday. Vicky Barker reports from London. Boris Johnson's flight touched down amid reports he wants to be the midterm replacement for Liz Truss, herself the midterm replacement for Boris Johnson, who resigned in disgrace in July. Several conservative lawmakers have already threatened to quit if Johnson wins, but supporters like fellow lawmaker Andrew Stevenson argue Johnson is the most electable candidate, despite an ongoing ethics investigation that could lead to his dismissal. Stevenson telling the BBC. I was in my constituency all day yesterday, people saying we want Boris back. A new YouGov poll, though, says all of the possible conservative contenders would lose to opposition labor leader Keir Starmer if elections were held today. For NPR News, I'm Vicki Barker in London. The House committee investigating last year's attack on the U.S. Capitol has formally issued a subpoena to former President Donald Trump. It requires that he provide documents and testify under oath. NPR's Ron Elving has more. Trump is ordered to produce documents on his communications with members of Congress with respect to January 6th and with leaders of the election protests that day. Uh, Those are due to Congress by November 4th. Trump is also ordered to appear in person or by video to answer the committee's questions on or about November 14th, possibly for multiple sessions over multiple days. But it is also subject to negotiation and appeal. 
NPR's Ron Elving reporting. You're listening to NPR News from Washington. In Uganda, the health minister announced today three people in an isolation unit in the country's capital have tested positive for Ebola, the first confirmed cases in Kampala since the declaration of an outbreak in September. Ishma Fandikwa has more. Jane Ruth Acheng tweeted that the three individuals were among the dozens of people in an isolation facility at Mulago, Uganda's main hospital. The country's information ministry announced on Friday that the outbreak is under control and should be over by the end of the year. Earlier this month, President Yoweri Museveni declared a 21-day lockdown in Mubende district where the outbreak started and the neighboring Kasanda district to stem the outbreak. The raft of measures includes a ban on public and private transports and the closure of places of worship and entertainment. Schools and mines, however, were spared. For NPR News, I am Ish Mafundikwa in Harare. China's Communist Party wrapped up its Congress today. It approved a new central committee. The roughly 200 top officials in China not included in the list were some pro-reform members, suggesting that President Xi Jinping has further cemented his hold on power. He's expected to be given another five-year term. In Rome today, Georgia Maloney was sworn in as Italy's first woman prime minister. Her nationalist party, the Brothers of Italy, won election last month, giving Italy its most right-wing government since World War II. I'm Nora Rahm, NPR News in Washington. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Jarl and Pamela Mohn, focusing on civil liberties, foster youth, public radio, and the arts. And the Public Welfare Foundation, committed to advancing transformative youth and criminal justice reforms. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Farm and Country. <laughs> How are we're, you? We're live in Liberty. It's Radio Catskills Fall Favorites Fun Drive. It's Rosie Starr with Tim Bruno on the air. Hi, Rosie. Hello. Good morning. Thanks it's for a- having me on Farm and Country. I don't <laughs> often get to come here. <laughs> well, we're in the heart of Farm and Country land here in Sullivan County. It's so beautiful. The ride over here, as always, gorgeous. It was. I think we had a little frost on the ground. Ground frost last night was beautiful on the ride over here, and I saw a field of beautiful cows, real dark brown. I think they were maybe steer. Wow, mm, nice. ready. Everybody's waking up in the morning when you're coming out and <laughs> coming over. Hey, guess what? Uh, it's good to be here. Even better to report to you that we did make that challenge from the last hour. Thanks to anonymous helping us out. Thank you so much. So we are going to add that to our tally and keep moving. It's our Fall Favorites Fun Drive. Call now and support Farm and Country and the great work that Rosie and the team do, 845-482-4141. Or go to WJFFradio.org, click the Support Us tab, and you will see there, um, it'll take you to the landing page, and then you look for Farm and Country. You can either, you can either scroll through or, or search in the search bar, and you'll see the lovely, smiling Rosie Starr. 
<laughs> you'll see me uh, seasonally dressed in colors that are maybe not appropriate to autumn, but it was fun. I remember taking that picture, and so, and you can you can donate right there to support the show right there in uh, honor of of the team at Farm Country. However you do it, however you do it, this radio station is worth your support. Uh, there's lots of ways to uh, support us. Eight four five four eight two four one four one. Going online at wjffradio.org. And a new way to give, literally, text on your cell phone, the word give, and then dial 845-203-3939. I like new things. New fun tech. <laughs> kids today. <laughs> this is for the kids. Uh, 845-482-4141. If you're more inclined to just call us here and say hello, we'd love to hear from you and talk to Rosie or myself and get some feedback. And uh, you can also go online and donate in support of this great show at wjffradio.org. And, you know, we just came out of Radio Chatscale and we kind of focus on news and arts and, and you know, some uh, other uh, topical sort of magazine-ish type longer form stories. And here on Farm and Country, really focusing in on the rural aspects of life in this area, farm and country. The name says it all, right? Yes, it says it all. And as usual, we're bringing you uh, the best great little special edition show and it is going to be special oh right i don't think we said that you're going to be on the whole hour this is great you're going to be here the whole hour for farming country so a special uh supersized version (laughs) yes and actually we'll give you a standby call Um, we're sharing donna fellenberg has catskill character and greg triggs is also on catskill character so for the next three weeks this is my turn i'm up first yeah and then Greg Triggs will be here next week. Next and week. then Donna Fellenberg, the closer. Look, she's going to close it. <laughs> but th- today we have a beautiful show for you. Of course, Keith Hubbard has a Star Talk report. Sweetwater Fishing Guide Evan Padua has a lovely f- report to give us. Christine San Jose, adorable, lovely woman. She's so resplendent in her narrations. She's going to be on the show. And then I, at the beginning of October, went to Hilly Acres Farm Fest Days, and I'm going to share with you some beautiful sound bites from that lovely day. Uh, I always say when I'm in Hilly Acres, it's the closest thing to being heaven on earth. Up there, you see 360 degrees around the beautiful farm and country land. There's nothing like it. So all of that's coming up on the show today. But while you're listening to all this fun stuff, all favorites, give us a call, 845-482-4141. You can go online, wjffradio.org, or if you want to try the new way, text GIVE, G-I-V-E, and then the number 845-203-3939. However you do it. Support Farm and Country, support Radio Catskills, support Public Radio for the Catskills in Northeast Pennsylvania. Call now, donate now. In any way you can to help us get to our goals here for the Fall Favorites Fun Drive. Who's up first on Farm and Country, Rosie? It sounds like the baseball thing. Who's on first? <laughs> Let's not go down that low. <laughs> Keith Hubbard with his Star Talk report. And as always, he has the best way of explaining what the heavens are showing us at night. and country. I'm Keith Hubbard, and this is Star Talk. The moon and Mercury will both be low in the eastern sky on Monday. There will be about a 20-minute window to see the duo. The moon and Mercury will be very low on the eastern horizon beginning at 6.40 a.m. Mercury will be visible until around 7 a.m., 
with the moon remaining visible until sunrise at 7.20 a.m. The moon will be a very thin, waning crescent on Monday and will help you locate Mercury. The moon will be one degree above Mercury. Though it will be possible to see Mercury with the unaided eye, it may be easier to spot Mercury in the glow of the sunrise if you use binoculars. Other than the moon, Mercury will be the only spot of light to be seen in the glow of the rising sun. If you use binoculars to view Mercury, keep them out and train them on the moon. This sliver of a moon will be quite interesting to see. Along the terminator line, separating the lighted side from the dark side, peaks of mountains will be awash in light, while their bases will be shrouded in darkness. Look closely and you will see not just the tiny lighted portion of the moon, but the outline of the whole moon. The light used to see the whole moon is light that is reflecting off Earth, then reflecting off the moon, and finally coming back to Earth. This is known as Earthshine. To see the small crescent moon in Mercury, head out just before sunrise on Monday. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future Star Talk segments, my email address is startalk at farmandcountry.org. For Farm and Country and Star Talk, this has been Keith Hubbard reminding you to keep looking up. I'm looking up at Tim right now, and boy, does he look good in the studio. <laughs> the lights are dim. 845-482-4141 <laughs> is how you can support Star Talk and Rosie and Farm and Country and Radio Catsco all at once. 845-482-4141 or online, wjffradio.org. It's our fall favorites fun drive. So what are some of your favorite things about fall, Rosie? These are a few of my favorite things. I really appreciated having eyes to see the colors of this autumn. It was spectacular, as we know. I said, I feel like we're living in a, a bowl of gold. Beautiful. Thank yeah. you for that. And the cooler, dry air, the sunny days. I mean, the, I love all the seasons, and I love summer and swimming, but when the, it starts to get cooled off, it's easier to get all that yard work done when it's cooler. <laughs> but I really love walking on the local trails with my husband, Norman. He's so much fun to be with. Like a kid, we're in the leaves looking at the colors in the trees and finding mushrooms. It's really beautiful. And I'm taking a conversation class in the Lenny Lenape language. It's something very oh, new for me. Tell Honoring, us about that. What is that? Yeah, well, we live in Lenny, Lenny Lenape land we all do, around yeah. here in the, in the Delaware River Valley, and it's a Zoom online. Um, the teacher's wonderful, Shelley DePaul, and it came about kind of uh, in a bittersweet way. Um, I don't know many of you know, may have known Tom Kapner. He's been part of our community. He recently passed away, and I know Tom because he did a long series of uh, interviews with farmers with uh, Eric um, Isaac Diebold, another community member. And so Isaac and I got to talking online, and he says, well, this is what I'm doing now. And and I thought, oh, let me try and do this too. So I'd like to say hello. How are you in Lenape? Say, hey, Kalamusi, hey, Kalamusi, Hutch. Hey, Kalamusi Hutch, it means how are you? And if you say please, keep, see, mili is give me. And of course, the best word is wanishi. 
Wanishi. So, which means it means thank you. Ah, and I thank all of the listeners always for what they appreciate with Radio Catskill, and they can do that. They can thank us by calling eight four five four eight two four one four one. Uh, listeners, I know that you appreciate this show, and so I try to design it as the producer around your um, thinking of you, yeah. how you're listening to the radio. <laughs> well, we'd like to say witness you if you call and donate, 845-482-4141, or call, go to online at wjffradio.org. Uh, and show your support of Farm and Country. As Rosie said, she's the producer of this show. She's also the host. So she g- gathers all of these other contributors like Keith Hubbard. And you'll hear soon from uh, the Poets Row and Christine San Jose. Yes. And she works as a producer and gathers this all every week for, for you guys. So support and- that effort, support that work, support the contributions that not only she and her team make to the community, but the people that they're talking to are making to the community too. They're really digging into uh, who's out there and uh, involved in farming country, rural life here in the Catskills in Northeast Pennsylvania. And I know people appreciate Stephanie Phillips, the work that she does. She does a very in-depth interview that she shares with you. And she just loves Sullivan County, living in Sullivan County. And she really has a deep respect for everything that she does. And the way you could appreciate that is if you'd like to go online right now, wjffradio.org, and call in your, uh, write in your pledge of support, any amount. And I like the idea of what I heard earlier. Economic, it's, it's a tough economic time for a lot of people. My eyeballs go uh, out of my sockets in the store too now, uh-huh. when you, especially when you look at the <laughs> receipt know. that they're reluctant to give you. Um, so yes, uh, it's hard to give money when times are, financially uh stretched but if but- you if you can manage ten dollars a month that really goes a long way for us that's a it's sound supporter which mm-hmm. some stations call sustainer but it does sustain us as a sound supporter ten dollars a month coming out of your credit card or out of your bank account to support us we know that that we have that uh, commitment uh, to, from you uh throughout the year helps us plan for budgeting for next year as well and uh you know you get the satisfaction of knowing that that's happening and uh we, there's a, a warm glow there's economists uh, call giving a there's a name for it but the, it's, it means that you get a warm glow uh, from doing that so you can get that warm glow every month if you signed up as a sound supporter call us at 845-482-4141 and we'll show you how to do that really quick and easy and if you'd like to have a little uh, warm glow in your ears right now, we're going <laughs> to we'll listen to Evan Padua. He gives me a warm glow every time he, he sends me a Hooked on Fishing report because he has a warm glow for the Delaware River and his uh, Hooked on Fishing report. He's a lovely person. He glows. Evan glows. <laughs> he, yeah, he's, a, he's, he's part of the Delaware River Valley. And um, we'll listen to this is a special Fall Fun's favorite uh, hooked on fishing report. For Radio Catskill and Farm and Country, this is Evan Padua bringing you Hooked on Fishing. Happy fall, everyone. This year is incredible with fall foliage and nice fall weather. Cool nights and mild days. Right around this time last year, our area received many inches of rain, our water tables were full, and we had very dull fall colors. This year's dry summer 
has led to these amazing fall colors that we see today. And the fish of the upper Delaware River follow suit with beautiful fall colors and changing their feeding habits with the seasons. Brown trout are in full spawning mode right now. They build spawning nests called reds in shallow loose stone rivers and creek bottoms. This is a good time of year to be aware of where you're walking, stepping, or wading through rivers and creeks. Try not to disturb spawning beds. Rainbow trout are heavy on the feed and will continue this way until the water temps drop consistently below 40 degrees. Once the water temps get that low, trout metabolisms slow down and they require less food and energy to survive throughout the cold winter. They still feed on flies and bait fish given the opportunity, but very cold water slows everything down. Smallmouth bass will be heavy on the feed during the warmest parts of the day and into the evenings throughout fall. Larger class bass can be caught more frequently in the 45 to 55 degree water range in the Delaware River. The walleye in the upper Delaware thrive throughout fall and winter. These are hardy fish that can remain active and feed on larger bait fish all throughout the extremely cold water conditions. Their eyes are very large and have certain properties to help them see in the dark better. So they love the seasons with short days and long nights. This is prime walleye time. This winter may be a great time for you to get involved with some of your local organizations who look after our beautiful river and its surrounding watershed. Some local organizations to look into are the Upper Delaware Council located in Narrowsburg, New York, or Friends of the Upper Delaware River based out of Hancock, New York. Or you could join your local TU chapter or Trout Unlimited chapter here in our area. All of these organizations are full of people and knowledge regarding our river. I encourage you to be proactive and get involved with ensuring the long-term protection of our Upper Delaware River Valley. For Radio Catskill, Farm and Country, and Hooked on Fishing, this has been Evan Padua casting off. Thank you, Evan, and thank you, listeners, for uh, appreciating Radio Catskill and Farm and Country. And, Tim, we were talking about fall favorites earlier, and one of the things I love is the the fall festivals. And yes, yeah. I mentioned that I went to uh, Hilly Acres Farm Fest at the beginning of October, but last week I was at Logging Days in Narrowsburg I with was you. Too. It, was fun. <laughs> it was so much fun. That is like uh, another, you're surrounded in a bowl of fun. Everyone's wearing logging shirts, red. <laughs> and my assignment was to talk to um, guests there and try and get an earful of what they like about the station. And what I'm hearing is what what I feel for myself is like Radio Catskill offers local, national, and global perspectives on current issues. I mean, we have locally produced programs like Farm and Country over here, 
But it's nice to have a mix of things. I love Science Fridays. Yes. Um, and, of course, I love the indigenous show on uh, from the, coming from the CBC radio. So this, I'm reserved on uh, yes, Mondays at 9. Yeah. So public radio, when, when you hear us say public radio for the Northeast Pennsylvanians and the Catskills, we really mean it's, a, it's an NPR and we're like a slice of pizza in this area on the airwaves <laughs> that give you... NPR and local program, which yeah. and all of your financial support is worth it. 845-482-4141 or go online WJFFradio.org and give us a text. Call us 845-482-4141. We are a nonprofit. That means that your donation's tax deductible as well. So call and support us and show your support of uh, local media, uh, local reporting, local stories. Uh, just everything that's going on in your backyard. You know, one of the testimonials that you got from Logging Days was from Japheth at uh, uh, Forthright Cider and Mead, one of our great supporters. And he made the point that when they first moved up here, they tuned in Radio Catskill and it made them feel like they were part of a community. And they then decided when they opened their business, Forthright Cider, that they would support us with underwriting. And thank you for that. But that, you know, that what they heard made them want to be a part of it. Yes, and um, I very much appreciate that, that the businesses and the community are part of this radio station. Uh, let's once again focus on the local, for example, the local edition with Jason and Patricio. Oh, my gosh, that's a big part of my day. I love hearing uh, what's happening locally in our community on both sides of the river because I don't always understand it a lot or I can't get to every event. And it's part of the farm and country land that we we live in over here. And so uh, right now, if you're driving around in your car, which I'm sure you are going to farmer's markets and all these events, maybe you'll say, oh, later on, I'll go online or I can't get on the phone right now. You're listening to the radio. But however you do it, put it in your head right now. I will support this radio mm -hmm. cat skill. I will support public radio for the Catskills and Northeast Pennsylvania. Uh, 845-482-4141 online at WJFFradio.org. And you uh, got a letter. If, if you're already a donor, you got a letter from us. Uh, and there's a QR code there. You can just point the, your camera on your phone at that, and it will take you right to the donate page. And listen, if you're not a donor yet and you would like to be and you're a longtime listener and you haven't been a first-time donor – this is a good time to do that. 845-482-4141 or WJFFradio.org. Listener support is the largest source of funding for Radio Catskill, which keeps the programs you love on air and uh, supports uh, journalists across the world because we support uh, NPR, BBC, and other programming by paying a programming fee. So think of it this way. You're paying it forward through us to them and keeping that alive. 845-482-4141 or WJFFradio.org. Now, what, what we're about to hear now is a very creative rendition of something that's very topical. I'm not going to say another thing. I'm going to let Christine San Jose uh, say it for you. Uh, yeah, say the it for you. Words, the election. The, soothing, the soothing sounds of Christine San Jose. Poets Row election. On farm and country. On farm and country. For WJFF and Farm and Country, this is Christine San Jose. 
Along the Poets Row today, we have a real treat. We are going to be hearing one of our best-loved local poets reading her own poem. But before we get to that, here's a poem that she wrote. You may not know from this poem who the poet is. It's a very topical poem. It's called Bright Colors Dying. You arrive in autumn to an American election. The biggest business for the bosses, a two-year hyperbolic TV spot situation, appearing in sleek, slack little black numbers, saving room for say-anything pluck with a tiny flag pinned to lapels. With jabber-lipping jaws, our election falls down around us, like a hoard of blocks that won't stay stacked, fall the way bright leaves flicker, twitter front to back, red to dusty pink, orange to pale peach, a long fall from a height of enthusiastic foliage, butterscotch to butter, to bright topics, to pasty platforms, saying one thing today, another later, flip-flop, tumble-fumble, turn and roll, flutter to a soft landing on water, wet dirt, or a pile of leaves, the collective's weight off the branch. You have one vote to drop down, like a solitary dying, one leaf trying to change your positioning, on the planet. That was our own well-loved Tracy Gas Rancy. Can I just say before we hear Tracy read another of her own poems, you will vote, won't you? Farm, country, city, village, every isolated hamlet, please get out and vote. And now here's Tracy. Hi, everyone. I'm Tracy Goss Ramsey. My poem is titled Museum Farm. 